0: everybody, welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the other verse to take a look at Pact, Wildbo's most reflective work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Gathered Pages 10. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know how much of a dick bag Mr. Samaniego can be and don't want us to tell you stop now, read pale and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there'll be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. You know, like I usually don't read what you put as like the pale spoilers <laughs> thing. And I didn't this time. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> though. <laughs> I thought it was topical. Yeah. It kind of works. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, just to let you know, um, the fan art contest deadline is up, so it is time to get out there and vote. Woo! At least if you're a patron, um, if you're not a patron member, the it's the perfect time. One. It's yeah. the perfect time. You can vote, give us your opinion, help win someone some money. Totally. You'll totally. also get access to like all those bonus episodes and things that you hear about. Um, yes. If you didn't get to listen to us record pate. I pate the fool live. Then you can listen to it. I mean, you're- not to pat ourselves on the back, but $10 it, was or more. it was fun. It was very. It fun. was pretty fun. I-, I feel like that's um. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> so voting but- is live and will mm-hmm. be live for, for like a while-ish. few weeks, a little bit longer than normal because um, I will be on a cruise, and it seems weird to have the voting stop and not be able to post anything about it. So yeah. So vote your hearts out. You know. You can take that time, really think on it, and put that vote in. Yes. And it'll be great. Yes. And thanks to everyone who submitted pieces. Um, they're mm-hmm. really cool. And I am excited to see who wins because I don't know. It's basically, I-, I love doing like fan art contests because even if we don't get like a ton of submissions, it's basically peer pressuring people to create fan art, <laughs> um, which is great because <laughs> I lovely. want lots of fan art to look at. It's pretty Definitely. fun. Definitely. Mm hmm. Um, so I you guys may not have realized this. I mean, or maybe you have because of like the number on like the podcast thing, but it's our 50th episode. Woo! Woo-hoo! We did it. We did it! <laughs> We've recorded 50 episodes of the show. Um and yeah, which is just <laughs> this show, not including bonus episodes, yes, not including our mom critiques wild bow. Yes. So yep. That's pretty exciting. And just to stay true to form, we've not really prepped anything for it. But that's okay. Because, uh, you know, <laughs> we were considering taking shots um, just for, for funsies, you know. Um, I'm on call this weekend. So I can't do that. And Malia has, like, the bar to take. <laughs> so we're like, well, that's okay. Um, so I'm going to give um, a mediocre fact. It's alright, you guys will still get a fun fact at the end But this is <laughs> the golden anniversary <laughs> You guys get a bonus fun fact Just because It's the 50th gold Anniversary um, And I f- I mean There may be like A little gold mine <laughs> uh, So sorry Um, Of uh, gold fun facts that I just Haven't been able to find yet But there's not a lot of super 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 like Fun ones. um, She spent about five minutes just looking at golden (laughs) retriever facts. Yeah. Um, Which, you know what? Just to let you you guys ever look up any golden retriever facts. um, You're going to be a little disappointed just because a lot of these fact, you know, article writers uh, deem it important to write things like golden retrievers need a lot of exercise. (laughs) Golden retrievers are very friendly. (laughs) <laughs> like cool retrievers oh. like to eat a lot you know so it's like wow these are great <laughs> um like i couldn't have figured any of this out by just staring at a freaking dog, dog like video for 30 seconds um yeah so that's the kind of a uh, thing that i've been looking at for the past five minutes to try to find something um shockingly and disappointingly It is not a golden retriever fact, but, um, all right. Mediocre drum roll. All right. Thank you for that. (laughs) Um, the average human body contains 0.2 milligrams of gold. (laughs) You're so well special. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically you shouldn't feel that special since it's like every human body. Well, maybe I have more than average. <laughs> oh, okay. That's true. <laughs> and in fact, you might, because I think that there are some treatments, like medical treatments that are done with gold. Um, and the, well, the way I said that made it seem like you were getting medical treatments with gold, which isn't the fact. So you might actually yeah, but... have less than some other people <laughs> do. <laughs> but um, <laughs> bummer. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> um, a lot of like um, metals, like silver and cop- copper, have like antibacterial um properties so they use them um in certain things like silver's used um in a lot of like wound care treatments um gold i'd have to google but they don't (laughs) use it in wound care treatments i don't think it's a thing with that um but i've done enough googling beforehand and i didn't think to google that before (laughs) and so that's fine you guys can look it up or maybe i'll deem it interesting enough to make another fact about it later. Mm. But <laughs> I know, um, so our chapter summary it's basically an Andy interlude. We get to look at Andy notes and stuff which I don't know if you remember Malia but one of your last comments when I was asking who we would want an interlude on is you brought up Andy like at the last minute which mm-hmm. is great. So <laughs> <laughs> keeping that in mind what did you think of this chapter Malia? Um, it was really interesting. I, I didn't realize that I missed the gathered pages format. Um, like it's really fun seeing the letters back and forth in the diary entries. Um, so that was a fun structure. It was a neat way to get inside Andy's head and just kind of shake things up. Um, yeah. And now I'm left like really wanting an Eva interlude. It's, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, it, was good and then ominous and upsetting <laughs> what do you think Eva writes in her uh video Diaries I guess she' because he Andrew was saying they're more like are they video or recorded they're kind, some kind of recorded media at least yeah I mean I bet she just like talks about how annoying her brother is and how he doesn't let her do anything and how she wants to kill people I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah and you think that's the interlude that we all need so far
1: i mean it's not like the (laughs)
0: we all need but i'm assuming this is the only any interlude we're gonna get and i'd like to know more about them and their family um Hmm. and their past and he he, i mean he speculates a lot on eva and whether or not she's like like really fucked up or just like kind of fucked up and i'm curious (laughs) it's fair (laughs) um i mean yeah like i think anyone looking at her could just be like She's fucked up, for sure. (laughs) But I guess it's a different, like, metric when you're a witch hunter, you know? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, let's get into it. Um, We look at Andy's notes, journal entries, which kind of are combined with notes, um, and then letters and correspondence. Um, And... Yeah, I'm... Oh, what? I don't know, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say, like, um, one of the big things that I took away from this chapter was just, like, more information about witch hunters. Um, I mean, we've learned a decentish amount about them in Pale. We've seen um, Mr. Samaniego in person. Um, But we... I mean, we haven't seen the more mundane witch hunter lifestyle. Um, And so it was cool seeing, like, oh, this is how they network and communicate, and this is, like, why it makes sense that there's this chapter at all because of all the notes that are important and just like epistolary stuff is really fun. I love reading letters um, in fiction. Um, but yeah, um, I don't remember. Yeah, I, you- it, <laughs> I like that too. Uh, something about reading letters. Um, it just feels like you're getting kind of a secret look into something mm-hmm. to me. Um, and it is pretty yeah, fun. And I, I bet it's a fun Writing exercise because you need to convey enough to your readers so that they can understand what's going on without it being like weird that someone would include that in a letter. Mm -hmm. Um, so like the way that Wild Bo is teaching us things about you know these people and their relationship with each other and um the way witch hunters work and all that stuff without making it like weird that they're discussing certain things. I don't know, it's a fun um it yeah, feels it's kind like, of a fun thing yeah like it feels like these are like real people and we're kind of stumbling across things and piecing things together um mm-hmm. yeah no oh, for sure um yeah so we so i mean like i i guess like how um like cause we obviously yeah we're seeing mr samaniego uh talking to andy like in correspondence here um did did it seem like um I don't know did he match up with your perception in Pale so far? Yeah, I don't know if he like if I would have viewed him um as negatively, I guess as I do um mm-hmm. if I hadn't read Pale, but I one thing that was funny was Andy says, you know, my best to the kids, which is you know, like oh they you know, he knows about they know about each other's families and stuff, so there's that personalish connection there or whatever. But that made me think of Avery just sort of being like oh I have a family and Smoniego being like you should never mention a family (laughs) around anyone ever like how fucking rude so that made me laugh um (laughs) and like you know he's like yeah his ex and um it's like you know he cares about his kids he's worried about them but they're also a big inconvenience um Mm -hmm. and make what seems to be the central focus of his life his job like more complicated and harder um but yeah i mean he he seems like an important person um someone who can connect things and people um someone who yeah um provides resources but has a horrible family life (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and can be kind of pushy yeah (laughs) yeah definitely yeah but i think that having met him in pale made this a lot more fun. Um <laughs> because I don't think I would have thought as much about Samaniego like it would have been like mm-hmm. oh he's the person who's just telling me information about what Andy's doing where as opposed to like being his own fully fleshed out yeah. Yeah. character. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fun to see uh, as we read along um how even though obviously like you can read both books completely separately. Um Mm -hmm. and it's fun that there's a little bit of like subtle connections, you know, here and there with certain things. Yeah. He Simoniego mentions like, oh, we have a new recruit around your age. And I was like, is it Raf? Like in my mind, I'm just like, yep, that's Raph. And um I went and looked through Pale to see if I could figure out who Mac was. Um Mac is like the person who saved Andy and Eva and killed their parents um mm-hmm. which was fine apparently <laughs> and um like <laughs> brought them into witch hunter life and cuz i was thinking like oh what if it was that one like cool old guy who could smell or whatever but i think that guy's name was Clint and i didn't yeah. see any references to Mac which was kind of a bummer i was hoping to learn more about him but mm-hmm. um it still was fun having the any semblance of that sort of connection cuz then they mention some different witch hunter groups and like they mentioned montreal and i was like i know about montreal and yeah that was yeah no it's it's yeah it's i really liked looking and uh getting a better i guess a view of all that stuff (laughs) Mm -hmm. um it's pretty interesting stuff yeah um another thing that sort of runs throughout this chapter is like the generational witch hunter divide um Mm -hmm. like i mean andy's good at putting cameras and radios because he you know maybe has like smaller hands or is just better at the detail work like samaniego specifically is like i'm good at weapons (laughs) but can't do anything else whereas andy is very like you know methodical and whatever but different things come up about computers and like andy'll be like hey can you have someone you know do this computer thing for me and all the older people are like what the fuck no (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> like maybe we'll ask the new recruit because like why are you making us do this Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the the insistence or like the kind of like oh write things down on paper which then leads to all of the notes and journal entries about blake disappearing um which was sort of funny i mean presumably they would have been like corrupted files or something if he had done it electronically but yeah probably the that was kind of an interesting thread of like, you know, Crevy or whoever he was later was like, Hey, stop having people fucking bother me. Like here's some books or something. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, let me see. So jump. So yeah, the first one is obviously that like, we'd have a couple letters to, um, San Diego, Um, and, um, I guess like how did you feel about going back and forth from like letters to like notes and journal entries? Did it feel like pretty smooth or um what were your favorite ones to read? Um yeah, I think it felt good. Um I didn't have a hard time following, you know, when it was a letter and when it wasn't, um the you know, just the Mr. Simoniego or whatever, like at the beginning helped put you in the mindset of what was happening um mm-hmm. i'm trying to remember i mean the like where we get the scene with Megs and molly was great um but i also i thought Simon Diego's response about how he doesn't want to give them a rocket launcher because like andy's not quite equipped for it and eva's crazy um yeah it was fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like uh like as nuts as these witch hunters are like even that's a little bit too much right Like I. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to decide what aspect to talk about, but let's talk about Eva, because I've sort of mentioned it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, so Samaniego doesn't trust her, um, because she's, like, too unhinged and unpredictable or something? Yeah. Um, but then, well, yeah, so then Andy talks about how they were sort of, like, raised in different spots. Sometimes, like, they had different witch hunter trainings, um, And we're like in different locations, and like he's like, something happened, or he thinks maybe something really bad happened to Eva that she's never really told him about. Um, Yeah. At one point, he says, I'm increasingly worried that something went wrong, that she ran into something and it got to her. Um, And maybe that's something that Wild Bo is just leaving for himself in case he needs something like that later and maybe never quite comes back to it. But the amount of like, yeah, Eva's scary. Yeah, even the witch hunters know it. It seems like something went wrong. And then the farther along the chapter goes, it's like, we're getting along and she's agreeing with me. And like, this is all, you know, and like, that makes me worried about Andy. Um, yeah. And I just feel like there's something else there that would be fun to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, um, it, it was interesting when this started out because I couldn't tell. When these first letters were, I assumed, I think, that they were closer to the present. Um, But it seems like these first letters are maybe even before Blake um, comes to town. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an interesting ramping of tension again, um, seeing what Jacob's Bell is like and how it's been changing from the perspective of someone who's been living there, who can see stuff about the practice, and who is concerned, I guess yeah um because they they start out or like at one point he talks about how they had two different things they tried to get and they failed with one but they got it with the other um and they talk about seeing a frog spirit and then killing it i was like that's rude like it's probably dangerous to have little kids like fall into the magic puddle of the abyss or whatever the fuck but it's just a frog spirit like please leave it alone (laughs) um and then I, but then it's like, oh, we had eight like I think. Like, sorry, just to, like
1: it's a okay, little froggy. Sorry. Just,
0: okay. It's a froggy, but you just said it's probably it's probably kind of dangerous, I guess, for kids to go in and maybe accidentally fall into an endless puddle and die. But it's a froggy. It's a froggy. It deserves oh, yeah. to live. Malia. it's like it's the manifestation of the idea of fraud. i'm not saying it should be murdered but like <laughs> are you but you're just like oh leave it alone little kids might fall to their to the endless depths into like wherever the hell they're going these innocent little kids but it's their fault for having the audacity to no, splash I mean, in a you puddle should, you should maybe move it or something but they just like murdered it And it's little froggy. Malia. It's not it's 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 not just a frog which would be upsetting. It's like the idea of frog. (laughs) Like 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 the frog the ideas of frog have coalesced into this being who for some reason isn't hibernating and is out, you know. Mm He's little froggy. Yeah. No, I'm I'm like I'm I'm with you on that. I just I feel like you're focused more on the name froggy than potential innocent deaths. Yeah, I know I don't want those. Cause I mean, unfortunately, like, I don't know, because they were called by the council, right? Or junior council. Um uh-huh. and so obviously the council know what the witch hunters are gonna do, right? So if they deem it something that's like needs to be killed or like that, they're probably gonna call the witch hunters to it. So whose fault is it? You know? Yeah, no, it's like, not, you know what I mean, yeah, sure, no, yeah, it's the practitioner's fault, but it's me, they should have just, I don't know, makes me sad, Um, like, I was kind of happy that the little gnome or whatever the fuck with the clipboard got away, I was like, that sounds like trouble and is very fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Um. Andy at one point speculates on the nature of others and practitioners and like, are others practitioners? Are practitioners others? I mean, he says the word monsters, but, like, you know, like... Yeah. We know what that means. Yeah. Um, but then he also sort of talks about, like, what if reality is being gouged when practitioners practice, that this is, like, a fallout sort of a thing of the result of their fucking with whatever, and that leads to others, like, gathering places, um... That Mm -hmm. was sort of an interesting thought, especially thinking of like the idea of uh, first choir demons and like how much of the universe have they destroyed already? Like it kind of reminded me of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not sure what we're doing with that idea necessarily in this story, um, Mm -hmm. but it does seem to be one of the things that comes up. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm sorry, John. I'm like really jumping around in my notes, but yes, I I'm, having about- I'm having a hard time keeping up exactly. But That's okay. You lead the way, and I'm going to follow. <laughs> I-, I wanted to talk about the different witch hunter groups. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you were- you're not kidding. Where the hell are you? Okay, yeah, I found it's- it. it. It's up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's um, fine. So it seems like there's the lighthouse, which we don't hear that term in these this chapter, but mm-hmm. we know San Diego's group is called the lighthouse, um, and they have eight witch hunters and then there's andy and ava who seem to be like their own thing um which i don't really get um and then there's the quote-unquote magog nuts which like what the fuck yeah (laughs) and then there's montreal um and i think it's wild that like they know about montreal but then there's another group that's like more nuts than montreal (laughs) um i kind of want to is Magog a place? Like, what is Magog? Um, Magog. Um, well, interestingly, um, first thing that comes up is Gog and Magog. It's in the Bible and the Quran. Quran. Quran I can't speak. Ah! Um, uh, <laughs> so it says, uh, in Ezekiel 38, Gog is an individual and Magog is his land. And in Genesis 10, Magog is a man, uh, and then goes all the way to revelation um so what is this saying here um magog may have been a code for babylon which is cool hmm. um and revelation gog and magog are the hostile nations of the world so uh yeah there's a lot of stuff basically um yeah about magog i feel um, like a bad catholic right now i'm like magog is not ringing a bell yeah no i've like never heard of this like, although i also googled like magog canada and it appears to be a place (laughs) in quebec which might be that probably is actually what this is referring to Um, but i bet like that there is some sort of relationship to the biblical biblical um, stuff too because like what the fuck is magog i mean there seems to be lakes nearby So, in this, like, Britannica, it says in Revelation um, to John, um, the names Gog and Magog are applied to the evil forces that will join with Satan at the great struggle at the end of time. Um, He will go forth and deceive, like, the nations of the world, um, Gog and Magog, (laughs) gathering them together in great numbers to attack the saints and Jerusalem, and then God will send fire from heaven to destroy them. So. (laughs) Well. I mean, dog is a weird name. I mean, so is dog. That's, yeah. I, I, I like, like sh- that it's Gog and Magog. Yeah. I'm like, together. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has a good meter. Gog. And then instead of thinking of like a totally different thing, I'll do Magog. <laughs> uh, there might be I guess you also could kind of be like it's linguistic. Maybe know. like a parallel, like man, and then we're going to say woman as well. I don't know. Hmm. No, um not agreeing know. with that one. <laughs> not I mean, agree- maybe. Uh, I mean, that's kind of a stretch. I'm kind of just thinking since that man and woman, like they both are have the same, in Genesis, yeah. and then Gog and Magog. <laughs> if if I mean if they're just in Revelation, that's like at the end. I don't know what that means. It's like probably two nothing. genders, Gog and Magog, like. <laughs> is magog the what is it, what does it mean malia what does it mean i don't know i don't know magog is the <laughs> i don't know uh it's probably just a place in canada yeah <laughs> it's in quebec. Uh, in quebec most people speak french okay so it's like a little region um it's a little place in quebec where people speak french yeah there's Twenty five thousand people okay. as of 2011 so that's not that helpful but <laughs> no i don't know I- <laughs> you know do you think they're like religious nuts because they're like magog nuts. nuts do you think they're like right, the nuts is like is that just how what samaniego calls them and he's being rude or <laughs> I-, I think so. are they like we are the magog nuts? <laughs> oh are you asking if there's like a thing called magog nuts the answer I- yeah, should- is no um, sorry, okay. although you can buy nuts in Magog, in Magog? <laughs> so maybe that's I'm the sorry. key they're like yeah the, the guys who own the Magog nut store Ooh, mm, it's a front it's a front that's but then this serious. thing says bolts and nuts so maybe it's not even like the edible nuts maybe <laughs> it's just like the hardware type of nuts <laughs> See, that's a better front, because they can probably manufacture some, like, weapons and shit and pretend they're just What if they do nuts and nuts? Like, my (sighs) god, nuts and nuts. They're like, we're going to sell you hardware, but you can have a snack. (gasps) I wonder if they would do some sort of, like, maple nuts stuff. Like, Mom, uh, we were in, like, Boston or something, and she was, like, really obsessed with finding these, like, special candied nuts or whatever do you oh, remember yeah, that yeah like c- candied yeah those like candied pecans or something but they, like hot from like a cart yeah. on the street yeah maybe those they have that but delicious. like maple they're really yeah. good Like yeah. Can- yeah candied pecans and stuff and yeah. yeah those are fucking good yeah they might have like sp- like those candied nuts spiced nuts <laughs> salted nuts plain nuts and metallic nuts <laughs> metallic nuts and then they'd be like, "Welcome to nuts and nuts, go bonkers!" Because I don't know, like you could say "go nuts," but that's too obvious, right? So no. wait, what if it's wait? Oh man, new slogan. <laughs> no, what if it's they? They name themselves nuts and Munuts nuts, <laughs> nuts and Munuts. nuts. My cock and my cock. But that sounds too much like my nuts. <laughs> my nuts. <laughs> what if it's just like um, welcome to my, my, like, my nuts. Or welcome to Magog my nuts. Go nuts. Magog these nuts. Oh no. <laughs> Alright, we've reached it. We've reached it, guys. Uh, uh, Goggon Manuts. No. No. <laughs> I don't know of what course, that means, no. but it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, it is. All of that is uncomfortable. <sighs> That's why I'm like, no, Manuts. Uh, it's Magog and Manuts. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I mean, th- that is a good front because I don't think anyone would take them seriously <laughs> as witch hunters <laughs> if they owned a store called Magog and <laughs> or Like,. <laughs> <laughs> or Manette's Magog. I don't know. I'm getting confused in which order makes more sense now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> it'd be like, yeah, it'd be like the town first. So, Magog Manette's, right? So, Magog Monets. Magog Monets. Magog Manette's. Yeah. Yeah. Try a handful. Yeah. Yeah. man. Yeah. It says a lot that. The Montreal people are just like, oh, Montreal and the Magog nuts are like those fucking freaks. Although those maybe fuck- it's not because they're like really like dangerous and awful. Maybe it's just that they have like strange business practices. Yeah. They're like, nuts are freakishly delicious. <laughs> they're like, man, I don't know how those Magog nuts do it. They just, they got a secret recipe. Yeah. They need the like C4 or whatever to like really help generate. The enough heat, heat to for their candy nuts yeah that's yeah it, witch hunting's a side business actually they're really into their nuts and they're just yeah they're like okay i guess we'll help you guys with like defeating evil and all that <laughs> stuff but only if like you help us yeah get the right tools and things they're like oh why did you buy up all the thing we have to go fight these demons and they're like um excuse you what's more important Excuse you i need holy nuts (laughs) demons or our profit margins (laughs) yeah yeah, (laughs) demons or our profit margins so good i mean it's fair you know you gotta make you know you gotta make a living somehow and just like Murdering others isn't going to help with that. You got to come up with a business. Got it. I mean, maybe that's where, like, you know, maybe that's where they get the money to fund a lot of the witch hunter stuff. And that's why the witch hunters are like, fine, we'll deal with these stinking magog nuts because at least they're funding you know I feel like the more we say it the more it sounds like it's some sort of like like a macadamia nut or whatever or like a brazil nut like it's just it's one of the it's a nut it's just it's like a, a type of nut, nut. Yeah, yeah it's a magog nut <laughs> i know <laughs> i would try Is a magog like, nut maybe acorns should be renamed to magog nuts
1: <laughs> although Why i don't know acorn? if acorns are
0: wonderful. well i was like what are canadian nuts well, it's just like Figures. how they have corn nuts, and corn nuts aren't nuts, uh, right? They're just like it's like corn, like fried. I don't know some kind of very processed corn snack that corn t- tastes snack. delicious. Yeah. So yeah, maybe in, yeah, maybe we're thinking about this all wrong, Leah. Maybe instead <laughs> of like different types of spice nuts, um, with some like hardware, maybe it's like corn nuts, but like the Canadian version. Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be fun. That'd be fun all right we probably should move on <laughs> so oh yeah um yeah i, I kind of want to wait to talk about the rocket launcher at the end so i'm looking around yeah. to see um or to think about stuff i guess we could talk about so blake's the notes about blake fly out um mm-hmm. he realizes it's like oh they cover the time when the younger rose replaced molly walker and it's so weird it's like i don't it's the first time I am seeing her face, but, like, she was really kind of nice to me and tried to, like, you know, let me talk about emotions and crap. Yeah. Um, but she also totally sent this boogeyman to fuck with us. Yeah, weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with that question. Um, She has too many boogeyman, because I was like, is it Blake? Is it Corviday? Hopefully it wasn't Corviday. Is that why they're agreeing now? Wait, no. No. That'd be so bad if she sent Corviday and now Andy and Ava are on the same page and that's why everyone's going to die horribly. (laughs) Why would that be her plan? No, she's a dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't understand like how Corviday works or how what like I don't I feel like Corviday just sort of like waltzed out and they dealt with him or something like like it wasn't specifically for the witch hunters. It's just he was like, <laughs> this would be funny. And like, like, yeah, it, this was not part of the plan. <laughs> but like, I guess, why, why do you think Rose doesn't understand uh, what Corbidae is? Because she said the words like, go deal with Duncan or whatever. And he like went up and like was like, um, are you about to have Corbidae? Like, she didn't seem to understand that Corbidae was about to like completely ruin this woman's life. do you think she didn't understand or do you think she just didn't give that much of a fuck until blake said something until blake called her out i don't know i i think that rose was a better person when she was in the mirror and i guess i don't have a lot of evidence for that but i don't know i really want to believe that she just didn't think about it as opposed to had to pretend that she hadn't thought about it you know stop gourmet from doing the thing unless she didn't like it could be that she was a better person in the mirror. Or it just could be that she had less opportunity to do things and less freedom. Suck. Yeah. Um I will say though, um that she has been influenced by Conquest. <laughs> so um maybe some of that influence at Duncan's house was still kinda Oh. You know? Maybe. Um I don't know. Um But yeah, it is that after now I'm like, I don't know if this is a dumb thing I've latched on to and is not at all a thing or if this is actually kind of a thing. But this is gonna be like Matt's chocolate. <clears throat> I don't know if you remember Corviday. that. You know um, that, right? I, I know that. <laughs> okay. I figured. But, well, because, you know. yeah, it's like, I think they deal with the boogeyman and she is like more respectful or whatever. And then we're working much better together as a team. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like oh no, oh no! Uh, um, but what kind of connections would he've moved around exactly? Because he has to take take from someone else and give to someone else, right? And
1: or does it he just like twist right?
0: them or something? Like if he just like twisted the connection between Andy and Ava to be to make from it better, yeah, so that they become worse. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I think Andy and Ava agreeing. I guess I'm also thinking, how would that help Corviday? Because how how would him, like, strengthening a couple of witch hunters who probably would go after him as well, like, be beneficial to him? Well, if they decide not to attend the council meeting when Andy decides to blow them all up, that would be useful. <laughs> I don't know that Corviday cares. I see him as a very rogue agent who just wants to be entertained. Um, I guess I see him more like a fairy in that regard. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That he does like whatever he has to do to obey Rose's letter of the law or whatever. But also just like wants to sow chaos. Okay. Um, yeah. So I guess we could talk about the Mags and Molly scene. Sure. Um, it's a, there's a fun beginning of like if something happens to me in the near future, this is going to be the root of it. A uh, great way to set up some fun tension. Yeah. Um we we see Mags and Molly enter the church. We learn that Andy had visited Molly when she was just like a little echo and had considered getting rid of her and then he hadn't. Um we see yet another person's perspective on Duncan and I mean how he kind of sucks. I don't know if that's like necessarily the read, but that's my read. <laughs> <laughs> um, that Duncan wants people to think that he's not gonna be involved, but Andy doesn't seem certain that he Believes that. Um, we see the younger chronomancer, who's probably the new head of the family, which, like, again, doesn't really make sense to me. I like maybe older people just are like, this is a shit job. I don't wanna. Um, but I was still surprised that this seems to be what's happening. Um, and I was wondering if Ben was the older behame that was present. Um, I don't think Andy mentioned a hat, but I thought it could have been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Mags and Sandra's interaction is like kind of heartbreaking they are kind of like you know i wanted to not be against you and now i sort of am um although molly said no to the familiar ritual and that's interesting so maybe that means that they won't end up being on opposite sides um mags and sandra but mags and molly are still tied together which is mm -hmm, bad um yeah dudley and dudley (laughs) duncan and max have some fun like bickering or whatever she calls him dudley donut which was really fun because dudley do right was canadian mountie mm-hmm. and we're in canada yeah. and he's a police officer and donuts because police officers, <laughs> so was just officers. Like, that was so fucking good that's pretty good <laughs> it sounds it kind of sounds like duncan it was just a. Uh, so, and there's duncan donuts although i don't know if there's Duncan donuts oh, in that no there probably universe. is you think yeah. so oh in that universe oh i don't know yeah i mean i'm sure there was in canada Yeah. Only who knows, they have, what, Tim Hortons? Is that what it's called? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I've never tried it, but I've heard it's good. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) um, So Molly's, they're like, okay, we need to deal with Molly. And wow, you're sort of sentient, weird. And she's like, to repay for your sins, I demand a child sacrifice (laughs) from every family. (laughs) And something similar from Johannes because he doesn't have children. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's real fucking reasonable yeah it was great that mags was the one that was like no you know that they could see it's not that mags isn't just like doing whatever molly wants or whatever yeah and sandra's like maybe i can just like banish a kid would that work and she's like do you promise and sandra's like fuck no <laughs> <laughs> do you promise like man molly you're such a creep like i yeah i mean it's it's hard because it's obviously like a twisted wraith anger of person. Yeah, it's not real Molly, but, like, the Wraith is a creep. Right. Um, but yeah, so then, <clears throat> and ruminates on what really seems to be like a central theme of Pact. Um, he's, he thinks about how the consequences are passed on to the young, and then the young are tasked with changing the status quo, like, before they're too caught up in it or whatever. Um, yeah. and I mean, like, this was Grandma Rose's whole thing. Um, This is Blake's whole thing. This is, like, seems to be what people are trying to do in a lot of this story and, like, totally failing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, you know, Mags is trying to, like, do her own thing and live her life. And then she fucks up and she has to, like, tie herself into the system even more. Um, Blake, yeah, is a boogeyman. I don't know how to talk about Blake. <laughs> but... Um, I mean, like, Rose is potentially trying to do something to change the status quo or whatever, but has not given us any reason to trust her and seems to be willing to, like, use demons and stuff, which seems not worth it. Um, yeah. Yeah, Johannes is trying to change things. Like, there's a lot of change and youth. Um, I guess even with, like, the witch hunters and computers and stuff, there's some tension. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know what wild bill wants to say with this like blake is not going to break the seal of solomon and totally redo the system um yeah and we know that because pale exists but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that this has to be a really depressing ending but i'm also not really seeing like maybe the thorburn family is somehow freed from the whole diabolism thing yeah but that seems kind of like the best case Change is possible outcome of this story, and I'm not sure if that's where we're going um yeah, um yeah, and so then, back into the action away from Andy's ruminations, Eva uh tries to shoot Molly um but Molly's too fast, which was kind of su- i mean Molly can't just fucking die Mel- like here when she has to go fuck everything up or whatever, but that was kind of surprising and makes her seem more. Formidable. Um, because we have seen how Ava and Andy have been getting better, and Ava in general is really good at shooting things and whatever. And, you know, they've been leveling up kind of. And so Molly just like avoiding this like total random person trying to shoot her. Um, yeah, shows that it's not going to be easy to deal with her. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's going to be a pain in the butt. Oh, God. It's, and it's so funny that Molly's like, I guess I won't try to ruin your life murderer but everyone else like get fucked <laughs> <I know. laughs> Like, okay and it's like i mean it's nice that she seems to have like maybe somewhat forgiven mags or like like acknowledge that she's really tried to atone uh, acknowledge sure. that she did she yeah she she's not actively going after mags which is uh probably mostly just because of how mags has tried to make things better um yeah yeah but, like, everyone else, like, fuck them or whatever. Um, and yeah, so then these bells start happening, and I don't really get it. Um, there's 13 tolls. Something... Which is more than the usual tolls. Yeah. And, like, is Molly ringing the bell? Uh, something about everything in the city is going to think it's a signal and feel it. Um, and I'm not really sure. Like it was a really cool sequence, but I didn't get it. Um and I don't remember if like there was something mentioned in like Arc 2 about the bells and how they'll they only ring when blah blah blah. Like I don't really know what was up with them. Do you know if I was supposed to know what was up with them? Was that like something Um, mentioned before? I think it's kind of hinting that it might be like Mag's like blood and darkness and doom thing that's starting sure but just like is the bell magicked to ring a whole bunch when shit's gonna go down like do I know like in this town no yeah. I don't think so I think it's just okay. like trying to tell the reader like something kind of fucked up is starting it's to happen bad. <laughs> yeah. it's bad yeah I wonder if Molly's also gonna try to kill her extended family cause that'd be interesting <laughs> well i guess Mm. yeah um yeah so andy's thinking about the promises he has made um and about witch hunters and how you know it's witch hunters can lie and how that you know is obviously something that sets him apart in this world um and it seems like you know andy swore an oath to serve loyally in jacob's bell to try to keep people safe um kind of you know listen to the council But then he also has made some sort of promise to Mac that involves murdering everyone or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, probably something of like, if it goes too far, like, fucking kill all the magic people. Um, And it just is this big, like, bomb, holy fuck, like at the end of this chapter, because I was thinking that the grenade not grenade, that the rocket launcher was for demons. Um, I thought that they were concerned about like the Thorburns in particular, because they mm-hmm. have the biggest and heaviest firepower and thinking like, well, if shit pops off, we need something to be able to combat that. Um, but then at the end of this chapter, it's like, no, I wanted a rocket launcher so that one day I could skip the council meeting and and destroy the church and everyone inside of it with a rocket launcher. <laughs> mhm. Like just take them the fuck out. Yeah, it's just wild. It reminds me um of a TV show that we watched live for the Doof network <laughs> a couple months ago. <sighs> oh, <geez>. um, <laughs> didn't want s- Spoil it, but um just the image of like, you know, a well, rocket it's favorite show heading. No, no. This is the animated one. Okay. This is actually probably my favorite show then. <laughs> okay. I thought you were talking about something in Legacies that I didn't remember and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um but no, okay, yeah. You're talking about Arcane? Yeah, I was talking about Arcane. Well okay, spoilers for makes... Arcane. Sorry. <laughs> I mean there's explosions explosions and shit, so um, right. but that's fair. But just, you know, the rocket launching directly at the unsuspecting meeting. Um, that's right. I mean that's definitely spoiler, so fair. <laughs> well, I, <okay. laughs> no, you said it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's like, would Eva also skip that meeting, or would he want to murder his sister? It wasn't entirely clear. Um, I mean, I don't think she would be there. I mean, if anything, they'd probably just tell a couple of them ahead of time, like, "Hey, we have to be, we have to go out of town to like to go to Toronto." Oh, uh, that something. would be the best way to t- know do it because they I was lie. like wouldn't it be sus if both of you weren't there right like yeah um, yeah i don't think he'd be like well sorry eva <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i mean who, i mean maybe eva would now i don't know i mean i don't know i feel like they even though they irritate the crap out of each other they do have a pretty strong bond you know yeah yeah um i mean at one point he does think like maybe it'd be nice to go to jail because then i could stop trying and stop protecting my sister and stop protecting people from my sister and just like stop um yeah and that's sort of what shakes him when he realizes that and she yells at him about him not caring or trying anymore and he starts to you know come out of that um yeah no for sure but yeah it made me not like andy as much and i was sad about that um i guess all witch hunters are a little much and like when push comes to shove are willing to murder and destroy people to prevent really bad monsters from hurting people. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of just, that's kind of their thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, he's lived here and worked with them a lot. So he's probably, I mean, you can kind of see him t- talking about it in the notes, like in terms of like how the more they kind of like give into the magic, but the less human he's, he feels that they get. Um, and so he probably doesn't even you know he probably doesn't see it as like murdering a bunch of like normal people or whatever he's just like i'm killing a bunch of monsters because they're all turning themselves into monsters right and some of them i mean uh i mean some of them i feel like one in particular i'm like could totally use the rocket launcher treatment (laughs) i'm like rose (laughs) i'm not gonna say but interesting okay (laughs) At least, to, I mean, can maybe argue a couple, but there's one in particular I'm thinking that I don't remember if they've, I don't think we've quite gone to to the whole thing yet. Um, we don't know the whole thing, okay. Yeah. We've gone into a good chunk of it, but not quite the whole thing yet, I don't think. Okay. But, well, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all I had to say about the chapters, unless. Okay. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um Yeah, it was kind of interesting to look like kind of an interesting change. Um, how did you feel like this, uh, like matched up with the rest of the chapter? I guess it makes sense. Like, what matched up with the rest of the chapter? What do you mean? I'm sorry, not the rest of the chapter, but the rest of the chapters in this arc. I mean, how did this chapter match up? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was kind of a tone shift, but we did get to see the whole Mag's Molly thing, um, which I wanted to see a lot. Um, it, I mean, thematically, I think it tied in pretty well. And, um, like, we started off this arc seeing how Jacob's Bell has changed, how a bunch of others and practitioners and stuff have come to town, and how the tension and everything is wrapping or is ramping up. Mm -hmm. And then we really did kind of focus in on Molly and that whole thing. And so it's good to get another reminder at the end of, like, you know, all of these others have come to town and like, there's all of this shit. And to remember, it's not just the practitioners and others you need to worry about. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. the witch hunters have been kind of in the background other than like that mags chapter for a while. And even the mags chapter, it was like, Oh cool. He like gave her a bunch of weapons. Like, that's nice. Like weird. Um, (laughs) yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's an exciting, uh, thing propelling us especially that last little bit with the the bells and the rocket launcher and the molly and the yeah yeah Uh definitely is an interesting place to leave mm-hmm. um so yeah that's uh the end of the arc um so let's get back into um Malafide. so what does that mean in context of everything that we've read and um yeah um yeah so malafide is bad faith essentially in latin um as opposed to bona fide. Um, And acting in good faith and acting in bad faith are kind of big concepts in the law. And I was sort of trying to think about who had acted in good or bad faith throughout this arc. Um, Part of the problem is I'm not sure, because I haven't seen the ending, like the final consequences of some of this stuff. Like, I was thinking about Faisal, and Faisal seems to have acted in good faith, right? Like, he... He made the agreements with Blake and lived up to them, and there don't seem to have been any sort of like traps or like whatever. It was just like straightforward and like good dealing. But like maybe there were a bunch of traps and it's all fucked, right? Like I'm not sure. <laughs> um mags too seems to have acted in good faith through most of this. She was really just trying to atone for mistakes she had made and also trying to be the best ambassador she could. and it just kind of came down to having to do with what she felt was the right thing but still trying to yeah make it work i don't know um rose might have acted in bad faith i mean the hard thing is like like she is definitely a bitch and she definitely sucks and she definitely trapped blake in a mirror and she definitely sucks but she hadn't really like deceived blake in any way like she wasn't like oh, Blake, like, yeah, come on in, like, hang out with us. Boom, you're in a mirror. Like, there wasn't that... She didn't, like, make a promise in bad faith or whatever to Blake. She was kind of like, oh, fuck you, the whole time. And it just consistently yeah. was shitty. <laughs> yeah. Um, The biggest example of bad faith action in this arc is Andy, um, who made a promise in bad faith to the council that he would serve them loyally and try to protect people because he made that promise knowing that he just, was very willing and ready to just murder them all <laughs> He's, he was—he ordered a rocket launcher just to murder them I just Samaniego so being like oh you and your sister agree that you should have a rocket launcher yeah okay that's a good reason to send it to you like in what world would Ava be like I don't want a rocket launcher <laughs> like what are you talking about <laughs> like obviously like what it's not like like what <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty much just waiting on one mind to change at that, at that point. Uh, Andy, I mean, yeah, he might be concerned that she would, you know, want one and do something bad with it. But if he's ever like, oh, this might be useful. Like, there's no like, oh, wow, you two finally agree. It's just like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Like a really dumb reason to be like, have a rocket launcher. (laughs) But he was able to make the argument anyway. So, um, (laughs) yeah, that's pretty funny um so where do you think this story is going from here so like last we saw blake <laughs> he got stuck by bitch mcgee and, <laughs> <laughs> and then we just saw andy's uh kind of note slash interlude so uh what do you think it's gonna be next yeah i mean i'm assuming we're going back to blake's point of view and <sighs> it's like this this is going to be a big like Mag's Blood and Darkness section I think with Molly um running around murdering people or whatever and everyone having to deal with that um mm-hmm. and getting sidetracked and killing each other and whatever like it seems like things are about to pop off but also Blake is our point of view character and he's trapped in a mirror so I was I was kind of wanting I mean I kind of want a scene where Blake and Rose get to like really talk and we learn more about Rose's plan and then Blake escapes. Um, and that might be what we do. But it seems like Blake is going to have to get out relatively quickly or something. The story is going to have to change. Like maybe we'd get another interlude arc or something. But you can't, Blake can't tell the story if he's trapped staring at a wall. So, Or can he? <laughs> mm, that's maybe the he real can, twist. Like, read my the rest of the <laughs> story it's blake just staring at the wall just hearing shit from outside the background and being like well fuck <laughs> <laughs> be bad. um so i just thought of a question um that this is kind of annoying but um i just asked you know you where this is going where you think it's going um so i on the ca- counterpoint to that or like the opposite of that where is this definitely not going <laughs> wow like if i mean it's hard because we're, on one hand if you can think of it i guess it's possible but like it's like we're definitely like, not going to Kennet <laughs> okay yeah okay we're not That's going cool. to Kennet. um what else are we not doing like in terms of the story like what in terms of like are we not going back to Toronto? Are we not going to see, um, like, uh, Patrick, are we not going to, I don't know, like anything that you're like, that's not going to be next. Cause it'd be really funny if you said what was actually going to happen next. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, I, I think there's a huge possibility we're going to go back to Toronto because of Ur and because of, um, conquest being like, trapped and that leaking into rose i mean i guess the fact that rose is like yeah isn't it great has like lessened that as a possibility but maybe still like someone is going to need to go back and deal with that or that's going to be how they need to go deal with rose or something um so i can definitely see going back to toronto as a possibility i'm hoping we learn about the lord claim stuff in toronto but i don't know but Um, what are we not doing what is not going to happen next arc? What are your, like, this is this would be just, like, fucking ridiculous? Or just, like... Um, the, the Briar girl is not gonna help Blake. Okay. All right. The Briar girl is not going to help Blake. There you and go. We've is heard Mara. it here. Mara's not going to help Blake either. Okay. The Briar girl and Mara <laughs> are not going to help Blake next arc. All right. I like it. Cool. Okay, <laughs> okay. We kind of talked about this. I mean, the most uh, in terms of uh, our pale and comparison section. So easiest thing to compare is San Diego and uh, here and pale. Um we, we talked about it a little bit, um, could also maybe talk about just like um, how Anne and Eva in terms of witch hunters compare to some of the other witch hunters that we've seen. Yeah, I think. Well, I think that it's interesting that it's just the two of them. I don't know why they're. N- like they seem fairly connected with the lighthouse but they're n- not also um like i don't know if it's just like they would have to live and work with the lighthouse and like why are they in this town why don't they work with them like what's going on because it seemed like at some point the witch hunters are, it was like they can't just live anywhere because the lords don't like witch hunters obviously <laughs> um and stuff and so there's a lot of problems with that but if they have all these connections I mean there didn't seem to be a ton of antagonism or animosity or whatever between them um though he doesn't he's like no please don't come here um but that's just because it seems like it'd be dumb and would antagonize all the practitioners um Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean Samaniego's like such a huge dick to Avery but like was really trying with Clem um it's really obvious how he hates Practitioners and others, and really likes aware. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting too. It's it's uh neat to see so much in pale, and then getting to come right back to this part. Um, the timing worked out kind of well. I think mm-hmm. for it to be relatively close together. So, all right, Malia. Um, give me a bold and specific prediction okay um Blake is going to get out of the mirror or like he's gonna be freed in the first no in the second chapter of next arc because okay. someone um because uh uh <laughs> Faith Saul will save him <laughs> didn't you predict last time that like Tiffany would save him I think so <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna, like, like name everybody so that you get like well, maybe there'll be a little bit of a time jump. Part of me was thinking that like um you know, the the gang the the cabal just left the house. Okay. Um and so if someone's going to like come in and save Blake cuz we got to see what shit's going down, right? So if someone's going to come in and save Blake, it's got to happen faster and maybe Tiffany will have been like, "Oh, I dropped something, I'll be right back." Um yeah, well, maybe. Um so you're also saying that he's going to get out of here like pretty quick. He's not going to be spending like hours or days <laughs> in here, or weeks or months or years. I mean, or yeah, or we're switching to an interlude arc. Um, <laughs> so what is the time? Like, h- how long would time have to pass for it to be an interlude arc? I mean, like if, if it's like if Blake isn't going to get out in the next 48 hours, it should just go to interlude arc. Because I want to see what the fuck is happening. (laughs) I want to see Molly flying around, like, you know, like murdering people with runes. And I want to see, like, Rose and whoever, like, running around. And I don't know. I mean, Wildbo can do whatever he wants. And I am bad at predicting him. But I feel like I want to see the shit. And Blake is our vehicle. So, who's the first next interlude that you would pick? Um. Um, I think he'd want to to be Yohannes. I want to say Johannes. like, you mean, like, if the next chapter is an interlude, or you mean, like, if it seems, whenever it's made clear that, like, if, if it's the case that Blake is going to be, like, stuck there for more than 48 hours, like, what's the interlude after that, at least, that you'd want to see? I mean, I think Duncan would be annoying, but maybe useful to remember that the Bahames exist. Um. Or Johannes. Okay. Cool. Slash face all one of them. All right. Um, this brings us to a listener question. Um, Kibos, um was nice enough to ask us a listener question. Um, she asks, as we've been talking a bit about some others that are hanging around in Johannes's domain, what is a type of other that you are like hella hype to see that Johannes has hanging around? Um Oh well, I don't know that Johannes would have this hanging around. I was thinking, like, um, like, like children's story others, like we we saw some like Alice in Wonderlandy type others, and it could be fun to see like the fucking Teletubbies or something. Um, but I don't know that the Teletubbies would be useful <laughs> <laughs> to Johannes. Um, yeah, I was trying mm. to be creative because I was like, yeah, I mean, fairy goblin lost, like. Like we know about some others, but like, yeah, like from yeah, from his like angel, from fun silly stories, familiar, <laughs> like to like super powerful shit. Let's get the Teletubbies in here. They're probably pretty powerful. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the Teletubby powers? Um, I feel like like they're like telekinetic. Tele- I've never is, seen the Teletubbies because they have tele-, <laughs> tele in the name. Yeah. Um. But like, you know, like astral projection and like, like mind laser beam shit and like move like, like, like Stephen King psychic powers. (laughs) It's what I think the Teletubbies have. All right. I I don't know if this is going to change any opinions, but I just want to tell you what the names of the main characters are just to see if this like gives you any kind of Uh, the Teletubbies. Yeah. Just in case it like inspires you. So, okay. I'm going to tell you the name and then you tell me a power something special can you okay. tell me the color too uh i'm gonna to see if these all have the fucking colors on them why don't they have all the color yeah it should have the colors because yeah it's the purple one right anyway. uh not according to this it's okay <laughs> keep going. what is it let me see no it should be yeah no it's not purple um okay first one uh tinky winky purple Oh, Tiki Winky is purple. Okay. Um I think has a triangle antenna on his head. Oh, thank you. That's also important. Um mm. is it up or or down? I don't know. Um let me Like is it pointing up or is it pointing down? Yeah. I understand the question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were looking okay. at a picture. <laughs> oh, oh I see. No, I was looking at Wikipedia. Maybe I should just look at a picture. Triangle. Probably a better idea. Um it is Pointing down actually oh wow okay I know um I'm imagining like like that's like a focus beam kind of a thing like I'm imagining some sort of like light like laser like yeah Tiki Winky has like a laser from their third well from their little antenna thing from the antenna thing okay yeah. Dipsy um <laughs> green um antenna resembles a dipstick which it's just like a, <laughs> it's just a stick it's just a straight line <laughs> dipsy um yeah i think dipsy is telekinetic and can move things with their mind i I feel like you said that about all of them but uh, we're changing it yeah okay um no it's too late lala yellow has a curly antenna oh um i think lala can create can like astrally project so like they can create images of themselves or like other things and like illusions Okay, sweet. And Poe, red, and has red. an antenna shaped like a stick for blowing bubbles. So that, like, has a oh, circle. Oh, that's lovely. Um, bubbles. I was trying to do rapid fire, but I feel like we're on two different wavelengths. <laughs> Sorry, I was really trying to, like, the No, it's totally fine. I just think it's kind of funny, because I was, like, trying to be like, uh, go, go, go. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's think about this that's fine i think like a like sensory i mean everything's sensory but like 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 it can make you feel like things are there or aren't there and can make you like hear things hmm. okay um i want to know um anyone who's watched the teletubbies growing up how accurate do those <laughs> seem to you well, what Does about I the baby sun face the baby sun face is well, like yeah baby part. sun face i mean yeah. i'm assuming like heat powers or like sunshiny powers yeah i don't know it sees all (laughs) well kippos i bet you didn't expect to hear that so uh (laughs) the others (laughs) all right last week's discussion question was if you were in blake's position and could have one book or non-reflective item what would you choose And we'll start with expensive ad 8633 um, that says that they would go for a really thick RPG book, um, something with adventure modules in the back. And that way they could keep themselves entertained and actually also have an inspiration on how to get out, which is pretty smart, actually. Hmm. Hobo Demon says they would like either a stick or a Um, (laughs) yo-yo, which cool. Um, So Blake needs to get good with the hyena. And the safest way to train that sort of thing would be to do um, training with a stick. Um, And they talk about ratons in Filipino martial arts um, and how they're really good for uh, training. Um, But the yo-yo could be another useful coordination skill to get good at and um, could cause a lot of chaos, um, but like seem innocuous. True um flea feathers just says a printout of the collected works of Wildbow, which that's actually pretty smart too and that would act that would give you a lot to read <laughs> especially if that's especially including if could like read what would happen and then change it <laughs> i mean that's true i think i mean i think that they're thinking more of a, like if you were in the position of blake and that you were like held prisoner not like if you could hand blake anything you could give him the works of his book, you know? Um mm. but at least that's how I took the question um that we mm-hmm. asked. <laughs> sure. um, but I feel I was just saying that I think that would be a lot especially if you include um like packed dice and weaver dice. Um, oh yeah. And all that. Like that's a lot of stuff to read. <laughs> um Maisie One wants to print out all of Wikipedia um and bring all of that in there <laughs> or just some sort of encyclopedia um or they say that they'd like to cheat like we did um and say okay. <laughs> an ipod shuffle with a bunch of audiobooks it is so not cheating <laughs> uh, but an ipod shuffle might have a reflective surface so i don't know yeah. um, you um who knows it might be okay but yeah they say they bounce around hobbies and pastimes so l- much that it's hard to think of something where um it being the only thing in their life for more than three days doesn't like make them want to explode. Um, and solitary confinement is bad. And you're right. It is very bad. It is bad. (laughs) It's torture. Um, but maybe if their jailer is within speaking distance, a book that collects bad jokes or annoying songs would be fun because at least they could go out swinging. (laughs) Also depends on your sense of humor, because if you like bad jokes, like me, like bad puns, um, then, like, you will get some enjoyment out of that. And then you can yeah. get some enjoyment out of, like, the other person getting really fucking annoyed at you. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe the other person would also like it, and you can become friends, and they let you out. That's true. <laughs> and then they let you out. There you go. <laughs> Win-win. Oh, I've got it, you guys. You should just get that book, um How to Make Friends and Influence People. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. And then you just make it just be, like, BFFs with, like, captors and be like, see, guys? There you go. <laughs> um, all right. Just to ask, what do you think about this discussion question, Maria? I don't understand the question. You don't understand? Okay. I'm trying to ask edible nuts or non-edible nuts. I was going to say edible nuts or hardware nuts, but there's like so many types of like other nuts out there. That's it. Do you choose edible nuts or non-edible nuts? Okay. And elaborate. This reminds I don't, me of... I don't, I don't get what there is to like, you know, I don't, I don't understand what's confusing about it. Um, It reminds me of a short story by Patricia C. Reedy in Book of Enchantments, Um, Rikiki and the Wizard. It's like one of my favorite stories of all time. (laughs) Nuts? I mean, I was not channeling that, but sure. Yeah. We know what he would pick, right? He would pick edible nuts. Edible nuts. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) You can tell me what kind of edible nuts. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm trying to, I was trying to go like pecan or that type of thing. But I did just mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. I I did say edible. So any kind of edible nuts or any kind of non-edible nuts, which one do you want to choose and why? Yeah. I Thanks for listening. <laughs> Unless you have an edible nut or a non-edible nut. You'd like to pick Malia. No, I have to think about it. Okay. We'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends and leave a rating and review. To help support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash joofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com wildbow You can follow the pod on Twitter at PaleComparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, Check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 11.1 and 11.2. Woo! Cool. All right. This fun fact, um, I didn't know. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of y'all know it, but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, The original comic book Superman could leap tall buildings in a single bound, but he couldn't fly. It wasn't until the 1940s when animators for a new animated series uh, decided it would be too difficult to draw him bending his knees over and over again. Um, And they decided that he could fly. (laughs) That's amazing. Right? (laughs) It's like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, like, uh, screw that. That's going to be so annoying. He's just, (laughs) he's gonna just fly. (laughs) Like, I do remember, like, people saying, you know, could leap tall buildings in a single bound, but I just figured, like, it's a i don't know they're saying that he flies i mean that's still cool even if yeah oh yeah it's still super cool <laughs> i mean i almost would say that's almost cooler just because i feel like flying so cliche but yeah i mean it's i mean i'd rather fly if, if i had to choose, i mean yeah yeah you know but, yeah but still I feel like whatever you would have to get knee surgery a lot if that would just like totally fuck up your knees having a jump i mean it's superman like yeah. he's pretty much invulnerable right <laughs> well eventually or whatever like they keep adding powers or something and maybe we have to ask scott know. scott has have to, to p- ask scott i mean i yeah. i personally think he'd be fine unless like there was some weird kryptonite stuff um mm. but i don't know sure all right um have a good one well wait no <laughs> oh okay we're not done go for it <laughs> sorry in honor of our 50th episode um and because scott and matt do this and then people actually leave them reviews I um, forgot about this even though Malia <laughs> told me like five times. Sorry. Um we want to read um the very first review we ever got. Um we I, I scoured some random websites, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and things. Um and it seems like our first review ever was from podchaser.com. Um and Jay, do you want to read it or do you afford it. it? You okay. can read it. Um so Robin Song on march 30th 2021 gave us five stars and said yeah! while this podcast while this podcast is niche i fall squarely in that niche the energy and banter of the hosts is amazing their insights are entertaining and fascinating my only complaint is that there is only one episode i need more of the joyous laughter that i got from this amazing debut um that's so sweet it's so sweet <laughs> thank, thank you robinson Robin Song. um i hope you've um stuck with us this long and that we have not let you down um yes i hope and yeah hopefully we'll we're still as entertaining as when we started um if not we definitely welcome constructive feedback uh totally not mean feedback because then that's just mean <laughs> but like anything constructive um we always want to make this a fun listening experience so um if i do too many callbacks to how we're quirky and unorganized and, and that's too annoying Feel free to let me know, <laughs> or if we need to be a little bit more uh, prepared on certain things, feel free to let uh, let us know. You know, we're we're yeah. kind of self aware, but if that becomes a problem for listening, uh please educate us. Yeah, we want to be a good podcast. Yeah, we want to be yeah, good, like. a good podcast, and yeah, we want to be fun to listen to. um yeah. we also want other people to learn about pale and packed and all the cool fun things. Um, and our podcast so um, if you leave a review I'm going to try and remember to look up reviews and maybe read them at the end of episodes Um, there's like two or three more that I have Um, but yeah yes this is to bribe y'all or something should For we Fame read Fortune? a couple more now or sh- should we wait I feel like Got we should it. spread them out <laughs> all right we're going to spread them out we're going to spread them out um, <laughs> yeah feel free to leave us a review Um, as yeah, so far on Apple Podcasts, looks like we have five ratings, um, 4.6 stars out of five. Someone gave us a three star, but they didn't tell us why. So maybe we <laughs> maybe we're just were for them. But I'm just like, why? I want to be, <laughs> I want to know. Um, but I'm glad most of y'all are enjoying it, as far as I can Woo. tell. At least, at least you know, a couple of you. Yeah. So, and reminder, if you're a patron, <laughs> vote. And if you're not vote. a patron, be a patron. One. Or leave us a review leave us a review. Yeah. I mean in all seriousness, you know, financially things are hard and so yeah. we're not going to like, you know, you don't have to send money if you can't. But we would appreciate a review and uh keep on listening. Yay. Yay. All right. Uh have a good one guys. Have a good week and we will continue talking next oh, week. Um if you're listening to this, um pray for me because I'm taking the bar. you taking the um, bar. She's taking like, the fucking bar on possibly Tuesday. Possibly, literally, as you're listening to this, I am suffering. So. Yeah, because this comes out on the day that she's used to take the bar, actually. Yeah. So and then, Malia's taking the bar also, right now. And then I also take the bar the next day. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, I am taking the bar. <laughs> yeah, Malia's taking the fucking bar. Um, and her life sucks right now. It's going to be <laughs> fine. She's doing great. She's answering <laughs> all those questions fantastically i don't know Uh how the format is of this this (laughs) test at all but she's doing great but she just needs uh needs a little bit of cheering on so yeah anyway Anyway. on that note (laughs) bye bye